minus three with Dave Damashek. All right. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three presented by FanDuel. We've got Eddie Spaghetti, now the co-host of Waiver Wire on the Extra Points Network. Muzzle tub to him. Make sure you're getting all your fantasy questions answered that way. Make sure you're listening to me, Cousin Sal, Martin Weiss, and the rest of the gang on Extra Points twice a week. Good one uh, waiting for your ears. Um, from Wednesday, but to the here and now, so much to kibitz about the AL pennant race or wild card race, whatever. Now it seems like the Red Sox pulling away from the Yanks a little bit. I don't know if uh, Spaghetti's Yankees are going to make it. And of course, pro football action, juicy slate of games coming into week three. Let's talk about all of them with our main man and make sure you're betting along with us at fanduel.com slash minus three, the word minus the number three and follow all the fun at minus three pod on social media with no further ado then fresh off not winning an emmy i don't think i don't know if he was at the uh at the at the ceremony but it's kevin hench what's the poop fella how are you oh my god i'm doing great sunday sunday was incredible it was an incredible sunday uh what you know pats made zach wilson see ghosts they're not really ghosts. They're players wearing a different uniform. They're, it's not a ghost. It's a it's a patriot, and you're throwing the ball into his chest over and over and over again. So that was delightful. Obviously, Sox swept the Orioles. The Sox why, 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 why weren't we crazy though? With because there was a conversation. I don't think any of the three of us. And correct me if I'm wrong, Spaghetti. I don't want to rewrite recent history, but. I was kind of like, well, yeah, the Patriots are going to beat the Jets, right? Five and a half. That's not enough. It opened at three and a half. We had that discussion. I did say that. That was that was one of my best bets. What you took the pay, but I mean, we should. But I mean, universally, I like, I'm talking yeah, about. I mean, like, pretty, why why wasn't it so obvious to it all was of us? Obvious, that that was gonna, pitch, okay. And I did bet on it in real life too. Um, and so that's always adds a little juge to your viewing experience when your team kicks the shit out of a, a really. I mean. The Jets, that score was a little misleading, actually, because, well, not misleading because the quarterback kept throwing the ball to the other team, but the Jets had more total yards and moved the ball. The Patriots, Patriots have some issues uh, on the offensive side of the ball. I'm not going to lie. My, my Mac Jones honeymoon uh, was, was, <laughs> was coming unglued on Sunday as he made a couple of the more panicky rookie plays. He got away with them. You know, he didn't turn it over, but uh, so that, anyway, the Patriots was great. One money on that. I also, uh, as you guys disagreed with me, I'm like, the Bills are going to kick the shit out of the Dolphins. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, Bills kicked the shit out of the Dolphins. You I did say, that. yeah, that's right. That I is a good that. quote. Um, you know, I I, just, I had a series. Like, I, I bet the Titans money line, the Titans money line at Seattle. And uh, that one paid two plus 225. Uh, the only thing I lost was that Cowboys Chargers over – I thought that was going to be a pinball oh, game, me too. and that was very weird. I mean, the Chargers just every time they got a first down, they got a penalty. It was it was a bizarre game. But uh, and then I and then I bet the char uh, the Chiefs Ravens over that went over with five minutes left in the third quarter. I'm like, this number's lower than the Chargers Cowboys number was. This these teams are they, they run up and down the field, obviously. So I made a bunch of money on Sunday, and and uh, and my teams won. So it was a really a perfect perfect day all around. The real question is not how the henchman's doing. Henchman's always good. I'm always doing great. The real question is <laughs> never a complaint. Nothing. Never a Sunny complaint. disposition. That's Sunny it. disposition. That's right. Is how is Eddie Spaghetti doing? Because oh. I gotta say, 
I looked it up. I did some research because I was trying to actually get an answer to this. But where in Giants jersey sales would Dexter Lawrence be? He's wearing a Dexter Lawrence jersey on our last podcast. The, the, the day of like the day of the calamity, he's he's wearing 97 and and I like who's going to block when when does that guy block the field goal? What are you doing um, uh, on that on that field goal attempt? If you're if you're Dexter Lawrence, I mean, it was so insane I did bet the Giants plus the point, so I still won that bet. But I'm sure Spaghetti didn't feel great about me winning that bet. Spaghetti, what was going what was going through your soul when your your main man Dexter Lawrence did that? Well, to answer the jersey question, I I use this site that gets you cheap jerseys for a relatively good price. So I you could pick would have been cheaper Friday morning. I'll tell you that you really save some money Friday morning. And I was pretty excited for the you know the Dexter Lawrence the Dexter Lawrence pick. I thought it was pretty good value for the Giants. Second pick they use in their first round. Got the guy from Clemson who was great in college. And I don't know. I mean the Giants the the video from the Giants team the overhead shows that he didn't cross. No the no plane. no. Yeah he did. That's that's lousy stuff. I don't I don't I don't I don't agree. You listen. Don't shirk responsibility. And, and, this You're is wrong a, there, too, the center had a hitch, so I, you could say you could say that side, but I think that he react he reacted to the ball. The ball was hitched, and he timed it perfectly. I think he basically got penalized for for being a good player, but well, it doesn't matter. You need you skunked your team, Spaghetti. The loss is no. on you, and I think you no. need you owe it to the Giants and Big Blue Faithful to to take responsibility for it. It was well, also it, it, Lawrence got screwed there. I mean, D- Daniel Jones got screwed in his long rushing touchdown, and then obviously the the Slayton drop. There was multiple points of the game. Also, the play calling after the Bradbury interception, when they have the ball in their hands and they don't waste any clock, they don't convert in a first down, they go three and out. That was miserable. Screwed. So like. There was a lot of uh, bad uh, uh, moments by the Giants team. The play calling, the defense was miserable, couldn't stop anyone, couldn't stop Taylor Heineke. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put all Okay, who are you wearing today? That's the big question. I'm not wearing anyone today. I'm wearing, I'm dressed dressed up for once. Yeah, I'm I'm wearing a button down. (laughs) Oh, Um, fancy pants. Well, let me ask you. Okay, so, so, you know, I'm watching all the games on Sunday, and there are so many fucking roughing the punter penalties it's like okay guys oh we officially need to not rush the punt like there are so few blocked punts and so many roughing the kicker penalties obviously the algorithm tells us just fucking don't just start blocking for the return do not rush this fucking punter i mean it was over and over and over again guys who had no shot at a block punt rolling into the plant leg over and over and over again on Sunday. And I feel the same way about Dexter Lawrence, which is like, you're look, you just have to look at the math. Is there a better chance of this guy missing this kick or you from that position in the interior, getting enough penetration, obviously you're not going to jump. So it's, you're hoping for one of those, those low kick blocks where it's just your hand over your head. I, it's like, there's no point in trying to get a good jump 
in that it's a, it really is a, a fascinating point you bring up. I never really considered, you know, that they're like, hey, they got to go 10 up at the line of scrimmage and go get this punt. You know, it, it almost like you say, I mean, the steel is notwithstanding in Buffalo in week one. It almost never happens. Um, and the other side of it on punt returns is it used to be a hard and fast rule. If you're the punt returner, you don't feel the ball if it goes over your head, if you have your heels at the 10 yard line, now they just range back there. If they, they'll field it at the one yard line and try and then they look around like, what happened? How did I get tackled at the six yard? You let the ball go. You, 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 uh, you went back, you backpedaled and fielded it. What are you doing? Why is that rule? Um, it's weird that that 10 yard line thing is what we grew up with because now that they'll always down it if it lands at the 10. Like, that is too far. Like, I don't know why that part of the game has evolved where it's more like the six. Because if you if you let a ball land at the nine, it better have a lot of mojo on it or it is not getting into the end zone because the gunners are so good now. Well, like, from Belichick, it's it, it, we kind of treat it like it's uh, new wave coaching to say, let's go for it on fourth and short, no matter where we are in the field. It always makes sense, or it almost always makes sense to go for it. Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson did it on Sunday night to win that game. And by the way, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, like Orr back at the end of Dirty Dancing, for one week at least. Lamar Jackson, what a show he put on. I, I mean, of all the NFL games... Last week, that was the one I was most sure of the outcome. I was positive. I, I mean, if you would have said, if you would have said straight up, pick a winner, I would say, well, obviously the Chiefs are going to destroy the the. Uh, well, maybe they wouldn't have been straight up, but but still, point being, I I can't believe that the Chiefs blew that game. I mean, they were you know in the second half, it it felt like all right, eventually the Ravens are going to turn the ball over again. And then all of a sudden it's going to be a two score game. And then we can turn the TV off early. And somehow Lamar Jackson, my takeaway is by the way, and at the time of this recording, Lamar Jackson didn't practice on, uh, on today, Thursday. And the rumor is that it's, or he said he was sore from flipping into the end zone. Let's keep an eye on this. Let's watch this space as uh, some famous broadcasters like to say, but my big takeaway from that game is and we're going to see this play itself out starting or continue at least into week three and beyond. The Chiefs defense is an atrocity. I think that that, oh, the the Ravens are back and look at what they're doing. And Lamar Jackson, it, I think you and I agree, Hench. The way Lamar Jackson is playing, built as he is, is just not sustainable. It's not hating on him or not enjoying his brand of ball. It's just not behind uh, less than dominant offensive line. It's just not something he's going to be able to get away with for very long. Um, but I think well, the other me, like I I say can is, I throw, can I throw I think flags? the Chiefs are, I think the Chiefs, I Chiefs defense is crummy. When you're talking, can I throw flags? Can you I can throw, throw flag? yellow? Please okay. throw okay. the flag. All right. So listen. Not yellow, the red challenge flag. Go red ahead. challenge flag. Okay. So all during the preseason, all the whole preseason, Sheck, you know, spaghetti, you can roll the tape. Sheck's like, Chargers to win that division. Chiefs have a brutal schedule. Chiefs defense is not good. Chiefs are one-dimensional. And then last week, I had to argue the Ravens case. I was like, Wait a minute, Sheck. I'm using all the points you made in the preseason looking at this Chiefs schedule and going, they're going to drop a couple of these. Well, well, which ones are they going to drop? This seems like a good candidate for one of the losses at Baltimore. And, and so I, I ended up – it's funny because uh, – now, Spaghetti informed me that I, I won the picks. Is that, is that a true fact? I was number one in our 
Yeah, Hench, you had an awesome week. You went oh, 9 Oh, oh before, because week. I'll forget to mention it otherwise, then Spaghetti can get to the specifics. Uh, join at extrapoints.com. Go there now, not later, and play along with us at the arcade. NFL pick them, college football pick them. What's the other one this week? Oh, some uh, props bets out there for you. Lots of fun to check the boxes there, play along with us. There are prizes to be had, so on and so forth. The Extra Points Arcade tab is the one you want to click, and you'll get in there. Excuse me, uh, Spaghetti, no, no, back no, to what you were talking it. about. So anyway, so so um, so I may, of course, I'm in another picks league. You know, you, you, I don't know if you do all your picks and all your picks leagues at the same time, but invariably I'll have four games that I were, are different. You know, like mm-hmm. I'll go, what did I do on that game? I think I got that one right. And so I was so compelled by my own arguments for the Ravens that when I went to check my picks, I'm like, well, I definitely picked the Ravens, right? I made such a good argument for it. I picked the Chiefs in both my picks leagues. I'm like, what? Why didn't you listen to yourself and fucking go back and change it if you believed what you were saying? Anyway, the other challenge flag that got thrown last week, and as part of what I love about when we argue our picks, is, you know, you have to make a case. And so if you and Spaghetti are on different sides of something, you kind of go, well, who made the better case? And I'll, I'll follow along accordingly. So Spaghetti picked Penn State against Auburn, and you threw the flag – And then you made, I thought, very compelling cases about James Franklin and the state of mind of the team. And then I was like five and a half uh, SEC, uh, pretty, pretty tough conference. I like the two, the arguments I was like, I'm going to go with Sheck. You were wrong about that, too. Sorry. You must have had a terrible week. It was a terrible week doesn't do terrible weeks justice because it was an all time bloodbath. I'm not going to jive you or the man in the mirror. All four, I have four fantasy teams. All four went down. My favorite pro football team, the Steelers, lost at home to the Raiders. The my I have two college football teams, Indiana University, my alma mater, and of course my hometown Pitt Panthers, both with bad losses. Bad losses, both at home. Yeah, there were there was no nothing good. There were a couple of good gambling ones. I was with you on Tennessee winning outright in Seattle. That one came to pass, but very few to point. I gave you the Gators plus 15 and a half against Bama. But right. I mean well, let's I, that, let's I'm just trying to point out taste. a couple of good ones there. Let's get that bad taste out of here. By the way, I had a, you know, in the league, in the fantasy league I didn't get thrown out of. Um I uh had a horrendous loss good. where I scored over 130 points. And Good. lost. You know, when I'm you're the highest, the highest scoring loser. Oh, so brutal. Um, okay, All right. Oh, yeah. Look at look so, who's ready to do business today. He wants to jump right in here and start. Uh, let me throw in that. Just start- well, I was going to hope, you know, you get let you get right. Let you get well. All right, we'll get to the Steelers, too, because that's, yeah. I mean, everybody, the sky is falling. Let me report oh, and that'll uh, be back good, to you. Uh, that'll be a good segue into this this fucking jackass uh, Tom Brady's trainer that I don't ever need to hear quoted again. I don't ever need, you are a valet. You park this guy's fucking car. Shut up. Nobody wants to hear that. It's really this amazing partnership. It's not John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Okay. It's a fucking mystical, mythical creature named Tom Brady. And then a fucking hangers on who says, don't eat bread. Oh yeah. It's a fucking, it's, it's a real partnership here. Fucking, he's weighing in on Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick didn't evolve. Fuck you. 
Anyway, it's <laughs> my take on Alex Guerrero. But, um, so, well, go, well, guess what? If you don't like to hear his name, I'm sorry for you. Bad news, because the next week plus is going to be all about this kind terrific, of stuff. And terrific. Tom Brady really did his best. I'll tell you, he tried to take the high road. But even forget Alex Guerrero. What about his old man? Or is this Tom Brady being passive aggressive, unleashing the hounds? Like, well, I'm not going to say it, but hey, Alex and dad. You say what you want. I'm not going to stop you from doing it. Spaghetti, what are you trying to interrupt with, by the way? What do you got? No, I was just was, was saying before we get to our, our picks, just to give out our, our records from last week, that Hench went 9-5. I don't want to hear uh, my records from last week. I'm on to Cincinnati. Literally, I'm to Cincinnati. 8-1. Overall records, though, Dave, you are leading 14-15-1. Myself and Hench are tied at 13-16-1. And you did mention the Extra Points Arcade. This is the first week that you could actually do the college pick So we have NFL Week 3. You have college pick them and you have the NFL uh, prop quiz as well. So uh, you're wrong. You can log in for free. I won nine in week one. So if I won, brother Bry counted them up. I think we might have we might have made an error somewhere. Brother Bry has a Google Doc set up and he has the picks uh, against the spread. But uh, as I was saying, extrapoints.com arcade. You can sign up for free. Just get a name and an email. You can play with all of us. So like I said, week three NFL picks college pick them and the prop bet uh play with us but yeah check you're still winning even though hench had an awesome week last weekend i will say this to you hench um because i do have uh, you know i i've talked to guys sub to patriots players over the last 20 years who say like oh no alex guerrero is the real deal i'm just i'm not i'm play, just playing devil's damage i've also heard stories from uh, from i'm not gonna name names but there was a guy on the Patriots who had a knee injury and was compelled to go to the TB12 facility, not 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 the Patriots staff. And when that transition took place, that Patriots players not named Tom Brady uh, went to TB12 over the facility within, you know, the 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 training room or the medical staff within the Patriots. But a Patriots player had a bum knee and the the way the story was told to me, he couldn't believe it when they lit a bushel or whatever you call it, a sage, and they waved it over his knee. And he's like, what? What in hell? What? What century are we in? Where? The, what are we doing? I'm a multimillionaire asset. What are we talking? You're, you're burning sage over my knee? I, I mean, it only further clouds the uh, the last 20 years of pro football. Tom versus time. And the time is the renaissance. Enjoy this phase. <laughs> it um, seems like the dark no, age is my goodness. Here, look, I'm I'm a obviously I'm a believer. I you know I fucking I, I worship at the altar of Tom Brady. Uh, don't eat bread, and yes, avocado is better for you than ice cream. And I was actually thinking, you know, I've obviously made made fun of uh, seven, as you like to call Big Ben, because he has seven chins. The guy's been out of shape since That's- he was twenty. Since he was 26 years old, he's been he carries too much weight. And if you look at where Ben Roethlisberger is, <laughs> then he goes delicate. He insults him with the seven chins. He's like, he I feel he carries a, a bit too much weight. Just call him he's, a slob yeah. if you want to call him a he's slob. He's fat. So so if you look at Roethlisberger and you look at Brady and you look at Ben's already breaking down. He's already he's always just always he's aching. He's limping the line of scrimmage. He's always kind of hurt. He's always you know. And then you look at Brady, who just gets thinner and more chiseled and just more handsome. And it's like, yeah, uh, Ben's a human being who likes beer and ice cream. That like, you, guess what? You're a multimillionaire. Maybe you can enjoy your fucking life. 
And Brady is a cyborg who enjoys two things, winning football games and watching film of future opponents. Like he's like, so it's it's a weird advantage to just be this cyborg who only likes football and hates carbohydrates. So, so it, it is a crazy advantage. And I look, of course, pliability is better. Like no reason for a quarterback to be doing bench pressing and squats. Like, yes, it's all about pliability, but um, how much credit can the trainer get? You know, it's like, like all trainers, like is the client doing the work? Is the client the greatest athlete of all time? Great. I hear you. I hear you on all of it. You know, it is to, you know, to make an anal- a cross-sport analogy, it's Gretzky versus Lemieux. Gretzky being Brady, Lemieux being Roethlis. Roll your eyes and throw your head around all you want, backwards hat spaghetti. That's that's no jive I'm talking, because one guy takes a licking and has his whole career, and the other guy has barely ever been touched. I mean, that, that that's a- another thing that impacts that. Well, but I will say this. I, Gretzky, what? first of all, the, the analogy is poor. No, why? Because, because Brady is is Gretzky, Lemieux, Messier all wrapped into one. And I'll tell you why. Uh, the whole thing for years. Well, he is like, dirty like Messier. Well, Messier was whole, dirty, taking cheap yeah. shots and dangling his stick in eyeballs of his foes, and and uh, and Brady was deflating footballs and watching tape of the other team terrific, before the game. Terrific. But I, a terrific. A terrific. All right, uh, go huge, ahead. Continue. Huge advantage gained. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so, uh, why were they doing it if there was no advantage gained? So Messier. So the whole, you know, we <laughs> see eye to eye on on the Gretzky issue. Like Gretzky wins four titles in Edmonton, uh, zero without Mark Messier. Mark Messier wins another title in Edmonton with Gretzky gone. Hmm then goes to New York and wins another title in New York. So Brady's not Gretzky. Brady went to Tampa Bay and won the fucking Super Bowl. Like, I don't think he's so far off the charts. He's and the nutty. This is the craziest thing. This is of all the fucking things that are awaiting us, not this week, but next week in Foxborough. He's going to break Drew Brees' all-time passing record. He wow. is the Gretzky statistically. He Gretz- needs 499 passing yards. So he has he's at the Rams. So, you know, whatever. Put him down for 280, 315. I don't know. Wherever he lands, it's there's almost no number he can land at this week that won't put the probability is he's going to break the record in Foxborough. And when somebody breaks the all-time NFL passing record, do you just – just keep on playing. Do you no, stop? no, no. They stopped the game. They always have. I remember game, Marino right? holding that. All-time NFL passer. So he'll be the Gretzky in terms of numbers. He'll be the Messier in terms of titles. And he'll be the Lemieux in terms of talent. Like, there's no one like him. There's no one like him. Okay, not with the talent. But all right. But but nevertheless, your point stands. And as a matter of fact, the little element you may that may have slipped your mind, where did Gretzky break the record? It was against the Kings in the forum. That's why he actually was wearing. Wait, no, I'm sorry. He was in Edmonton. Or wait, were they playing Edmonton 
in the forum. Either way, he did it against the Oilers, which made it hurt all the all the worse. So when 12 is holding that football up in Foxborough, can you anticipate what your emotions are? Are you going to let Kevin Hench uh, nine days from now dictate how you feel? Can you, Or can you project ahead how it's going to make you feel to see that? It's Cheering very, what? Look, it's very... I, 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 I root for him reflexively. Obviously, I'm not going to be rooting for him against the Patriots, although... Not obviously, so you will root for a Patriots victory. Yeah, and I actually know Patriot fans who were so personally wounded by the transaction that they now root for the Buccaneers. I'm like, what is fucking wrong with you? Like, I don't understand. He, you know... Uh, well, if you're a Brady guy, apparently Guerrero and old man Brady talking this stuff, you know, a week and a half before the big game indicates that Brady's camp is fully in on I was wronged in Foxborough. Well, and look, OK, so obviously all the NFL is is like you got to time these contracts. you got to time these deals, right? You cannot. You know, you have to avoid the Albert Haynesworth contract. That is, that's the whole sport. You got to get rid of guys before they go south, and you got to, you got to maximize guys while they're cheap. I mean, it's just the economics of the game. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Belichick's record, right? Lawyer Malloy, Dion Branch, David Givens, like all these guys that signed elsewhere and made more money than they deserved. It happened over and over and over again. And I would argue of all the decisions he made, and by the time he made the ultimate decision, his his batting average was so fucking high in terms of timing the the, the when it's time for you to leave, where you were no longer an asset to the team at the price you were going to command. And I would say of all the decisions he made, the Brady decision mathematically, economically, was much easier in terms of where Brady was actually actuarially in NFL history. So, yes, he's he, it, it's being shoved up his ass. The Lombardi trophy is being shoved up Belichick's ass. You you have to make a decision. You can't just say, I will, I will pay this guy until he's 55. Like at some point, and it's funny because you know, Max Kellerman was saying. 10 years ago, like he was like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And I thought Belichick waited till, you know, a, 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 where the roll of the dice was reasonable. And what Brady's done is, is, you know, the stuff of legends. I can't believe how well he's playing NFL quarterback. It is crazy. It is without any yardstick in, 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 uh, previous history to measure it by. And so you almost can't help but fall into some level of hyperbole with him. But he's a 44-year-old man, and they're one-in-one teams. There are a few two-and-o teams. They're about to play the Rams in Los Angeles this weekend. We're about to get into that one. But the only one you can really feel good about. I, I you know, I understand if um I, Shame the devil if you're listening to this on Friday and the Panthers lost in Houston. But uh, assuming that doesn't happen, I get it. Panthers fans feel good. You know, they're a little ahead of schedule and the Matt Rule era and Sam Darnold and all that. But the only team that really probably, and I'm sure Rams fans feel pretty good and all that. The only one that you feel like that's definitely going to be at the end, they're going to be right in the mix and they're going to be a tough out if anybody knocks them out is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I, I wish to announce here and now, 
and call me on it if down the line I, I go against this spaghetti. I'm never betting. I don't mean figuratively. I mean literally with money. Never betting against Tom Brady again. How can you? How cynical would, would, would one have to be to ever place a wager on Matt Stafford when he's playing Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau with the better team overall against Tom Brady. There's no reason to ever do it ever again. I'm not going to fall into that trap. Well, it only took me 20 some you, years to figure it out. You know, one of the few things you got right last weekend, which seems easy in retrospect, was Buccaneers, Browns, Packers, three-team teaser. Like then you're you're almost you're almost teasing those all the way down to a money line bet. Although by the time I actually got on it, both of those 12 and a halfs had gone to 13. So that field goal, there was a moment in that Falcons Buccaneers game where you're like, oh my God, the Falcons are covering and have the ball. And it just ended up a fucking annihilation. You're like, what? what? How did this score? I looked in away. the blink of an eye. Yeah. I know it all of a sudden happened. And believe me, related topic. I know no one cares about my fantasy teams. Um, I'll make an exception in this case because it goes against me. I was playing uh, your pal Simmons and we were in a tight, low scoring game. And uh, I looked at the screen again and I was like, wait, why is he up 30 points all of a sudden? Because two bucks touchdown. So, oh my God, wait a minute. Does nobody, have I been taken off the emails or does nobody talk shit in that league anymore? Oh, you weren't. Oh, I, well, good. Cause I'm glad you weren't on there. Cause, <laughs> cause I, I maybe uh, made a joke at your expense on the, uh, on the group chain last week. All right, Hedge, wow. take us okay. to it, friend. It's time all for right. our best all bets. Right. Everybody get their red challenge flags perched I, I had, right uh, at the edge of the back pocket, ready these, to throw. I always do these by memory. Like, I don't have yeah. anything written down. And I don't have anything on my screen. And you could be talk. a great waiter at some Tony Beverly well, we Hills restaurant. So long before I, we get to the picks that I'm like, who's playing this week? I, where right. were my picks? But okay, so I like the. I mean, it's Vikings. a podcast. We should talk, right? Okay, Don't you Vikings think we should catch up? Home. The Vikings at home against the the Seahawks. I, I feel like the the Seahawks we saw collapse against the Titans. That is closer to who the Seahawks are than the team that was up fifteen on the Titans. Um, I think the Vikings zero uh, and two. I feel bad for that kicker who buried two fifty-two yarders and then misses the chippy. That's rough. But I, I think you know the way the Vikings moved the ball, especially the way they ran the ball against the Cardinals. Uh, I like the Vikings to get off the Schneid and win at home. That's hmm. like a point right now. Um, the remember, other one I, remember now who told you the Seahawks are going to finish in fourth place in the okay. in the brutal right. NFC West. This pick agrees with that. But uh, and then Monday night, I, you know. I've been I've been on the cow I've been I've lost so much money on the Cowboys. They, I just they do nothing but they wound me almost as much as Sal. Uh, but the Eagles are not very good, and that number is too small. The Cowboys have a you know as a as a little genius uh, birdie told our friend Sal. The Cowboys have a top three offense in the league, and the only thing that can make the Cowboys uh, poor defense rise to the level of mediocre is the Eagles shitty offense. So I, I, I think the Cowboys win that game uh, by double figures. 
I agree with you on that. And let me just say, as we try to pull back, it all becomes clear the higher up from the season, the more you get get a full look at things. So we have 120 minutes with some overtime change thrown in there on all these teams. And the Cowboys look dynamite playing against the Bucks in an almost unlosable spot based on the decade and a half that the season opening kickoff primetime game goes to the Super Bowl champ. That team almost always wins and they almost always cover that game. And the Cowboys went against that and, and almost knocked them off down there in, uh, in Tampa. And then they go and play the Chargers and the offense doesn't look as good. Now people in Dallas are saying Tony Pollard is better than Zeke Elliott. He may or may not be. I don't ultimately necessarily buy that. I think Zeke made some some nice rugged runs against the Chargers. But maybe the takeaway is that that Chargers defense, like I keep saying, is borderline dominant in 21st century terms. There's no single-digit points against defense existing in pro football anymore. But they shut down... The Cowboys pretty good there, and I believe in that offense. I don't. I, I can't explain away why Justin Herbert and company. Maybe it was the flags, like you mentioned, didn't have a great day against Dallas. But I think the takeaway is that Chargers defense is really good, and so I'm with you on the Cowboys smoking the Eagles on my. Uh, real quick before I get to my last best bet, I you know I'm watching that Cowboys Chargers game, and I, everybody is aware, presumably. If we know about it as consumers of the NFL, it's been posted in the locker room or somebody has made the players aware, hey, they're they're making a point of taunting this year. Hey, guys, hey, guys, uh, at some point in practice, we should mention no no taunting this year. So to, to your question about why did the Chargers not score any fucking points against the Cowboys shitty defense last week, Herbert hits Keenan Allen for a first down. Keenan Allen jumps up veteran leader on the team jumps up starts jawing at the shitty db like it's the fucking cowboys you got a first down don't be too proud of yourself he starts jawing goes right after him jaw 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 um guy starts walking away keenan allen's like hey i haven't gotten a flag yet well i'm gonna follow this guy for however many fucking yards it takes jawing at him so that this motherfucker who clearly does not want to throw a flag this 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 side judge is is trying to violate the NFL's own edict of stress taunting. We've got to discourage taunting. He's like, I think that's a chicken shit rule, and I'm not trying to ruin this football game by throwing a flag. But Keenan Allen is such a fucking moron. He's going to taunt. He's going to jaw for 40 seconds on national TV. Now I have to flag this. I will get I'll get called on the carpet right. by my boss if I don't flag it. So congratulations on your first down. Let's move it back 15 yards and see if you can complete what ended up being like a 140-yard drive because they had so many penalties on it. And it's like Keenan Allen, first year in the league. What's up, buddy? First, Or is it your first right. first down? Is it your first first down or your first year in the league? I, I don't even know what – when I'm watching it happen because we all see it, right? The receiver jumps up. Don't 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 jaw at that guy. Stop stop. What are you doing? And then it's like, oh, there's the flag. You know, especially when you bet the over, you just you don't want the ball going backwards. You need the ball going forward. They didn't come anywhere close to that total. I but at that, I, when when that penalty came in, I was still in the ballpark. I was like, but so there were a bunch of those, and then the weird. Well, let me just say about Elliot. You you sound like Elliot Ness a little bit, like. Well, it's a law. Oh, you're God, not allowed to have booze. I thought you were going to say Elliot Bloop. 
<laughs> no, not not the uh, bald headed lawyer from our fantasy league who once kicked uh, Don Draper out of it, um, as is our custom. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm conflicted about it because it's the law. And as Elliot Ness uh, says at the end of The Untouchables, like, what, what, what if they uh, what if they drop uh, prohibition? I have a drink. And that's the end of the picture. It's like this whole thing was about booze. It is, you're on the wrong side of it, ain't Look, you, of Ness? Course, but yes, I it think, is the law, too, though. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 of course, personally, I think you should fucking have a you can have a yo mama contest after every first out. I don't I don't think taunting should be a rule. I don't I know. Care. Well, then my my problem with it is and I, I not like I have anything new to say about it, but uh, but I'm going to say it anyway, that you would task these guys, the, these referees who blow. I, well, they blow, but they but but they blow a dozen calls a game about right. I mean, like with your naked eye, you're like, well, that, that was a missed call. You'll see that on the replay and you end up being right. And maybe that's because we have HD and they don't and they're octogenarians and their eyes don't work so well anymore. But for whatever reason, yes, let's hand them more to deal with. And where it's especially bad, as I've said this before over the years, when the league makes it a so-called point of emphasis for the officials to look for, now you're saying to your point about the officials, uh, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't flag it. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a point of emphasis. So now watch this, emphasize this, in other words. They're watching for that more than they are other stuff that goes on. They can't even make the regular standard calls. Now we're right. asking and these these squares to evaluate whether or not that counts as trash talking or mere celebration. What are we doing? What are and we doing? And the game ruining precedent for what you're saying is we, we got to protect the quarterback at all costs. Okay, so what's a penalty hitting him hard literally hitting him in the middle of the strike zone if it's too hard is a 15 yard flag like if the quarterback if his body recoils in any manner they're like whoa what are you doing you're hitting the quarterback it's not allowed and so so now you can't enjoy a sack of the quarterback you just hold your breath for 10 seconds as they pull wide to see if that got flagged. Um, all right. I love uh, that. But I, I do. I want one last thing. I love the idea. Like, Hey, competition committee doesn't want brawls breaking out anymore. Like brawl. What did I, when were there brawls? When were there pro football players? Like you know, 10 guys on the side beating each other up. You guys I, I can't remember the malice in the Pontiac Silverdome. Are you thinking about horrible. baseball games when they come out and flail at each other for a couple of minutes? What are you, like, what are you talking about? What, are you what talking football about? game? You can thank John Mayer for this. Uh, so Ugh. I, all right. So, and I don't know, this is, this, uh, you know, Toby and Sal, they, they must know the algorithms at this point. Like, I don't know if, as soon as we stop talking about football, if our ratings go down, as soon as we do a deep dive into, hey, where was Gretzky when he broke that record? Where was he? <laughs> like, if you were just turning the podcast off, this fucking, if this guy, who's 66? Who's this guy talking about? I want to talk about football. But uh, assuming we don't lose, we don't hemorrhage viewership, listenership, um, when we stop talking about football, I do want to give my last best bet. Okay. I'm obviously terrified about this Red Sox-Yankees series this weekend. The Yankees have a favorable pitching matchup in every one of those games. But Saturday, the fucking midget Sandy Koufax, Nestor Cortez against Nick Pavetta, that game's going over. That game is going over. Shorty Cortez against the, the currently very hot Red Sox lineup and Nick Covid Pavetta 
who has averaged fewer than four <laughs> innings in his last five starts. This is this is going to be the pinball game. That game's going way over on Saturday. Book it here. Uh, hopefully the Red Sox can prevail 14-12. But, I, I mean, the 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 Yankees actually, Luizaga may be back soon, but they've actually found – Holmes has been pretty good for them. Um, obviously, Chad Green is so inconsistent. But the Red Sox lost Garrett Whitlock, and it is just an abyss in that Red Sox bullpen um, as, as we try to get 27 out. So – that over on Saturday seems like the most attractive of all those bets. Oh, and then uh, I don't know, Sheck, are you gonna are you gonna pick your Steelers? We'll get to it. Okay, I, right. I, I'm very nervous. All I'm right. very nervous because I am not. You know what I say about must win games. That what, what whether they win or lose or they tie the Bungles in Heinz Field, I'm almost positive that the that Kamish Goodell is going to force them to show up in Lambeau to play week four. I, I Like, I'm almost positive there's no way wiggling yep. out, even if they do lose what feels like a must-win game. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, because there's something we have to get to now. That's Eddie Spaghetti trying to right the ship and picking up with the Red Sox-Yankees. And also, after the Giants lost, go ahead, Eddie Spaghetti. Make like Broadway Joe. You said you would do it, so do it here and now. Eddie Spaghetti, the floor is yours. The Giants, well, it, the Falcons in New Jersey. How say you? I'm going to pick the Giants in this game. It's not one of my best bets. Um, I don't feel great about it as it gets closer to game whoa, time. Whoa, but whoa, it is whoa, Eli whoa, week. whoa, 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 no, I'm no, no. That's Giants. not what Broadway Joe said talking to the gathered press pool before they played the Baltimore Colts. Try again. Well, after... After a miserable week, I want to be right about stuff. And the Giants are not a team. I mean, they did cover last week, but uh, they're going to win the game. They're going to win the game. Uh, they're getting healthier. I've been reading reports today. They're getting, you know, Kadarius, Tony, and Volmore. Uh, it seems like Evan Ingram is healthy. Uh, I don't think okay. the defense could play as bad as it did last week. So I'm, I like I like what the Giants are bringing to the table. And really, I know this is uh, crazy and people don't really love in the PFF grades, but, uh, you know, TB12, number one, PF graded quarterback. You know, number two is Daniel this Jones. This is more than uh, enough. All you so, have to do is just say, I guarantee victory. Or you could, I guarantee or you could shrink. big blue victory over the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and I want to get to my best bets. I'll stick with the NFL here. And this is not another one of not a best bet, but I think you guys may find this interesting. And, and check, forgive me if this is one of your picks. But I was reading about this. So Tua cracks his rib. The line doesn't even change. Like Vegas does not consider Tua to even be a top, you know, or even middle of the road quarterback. And they are playing the the Raiders at home in Vegas in that madhouse, four and a half points. I mean, I know me and Shaq are biased towards the the Carr family. They're they're great to us. We root for Derek, but that the offense looks pretty pretty fun right now. And four and a half points with Josh Jacobs. I believe he practiced today. Uh, with no Tua, I mean that's that's going to be a, a gimme. At least I feel, but not one of my picks. But I just thought that was quite interesting to see. I want exactly, but this is exactly what we talked about. Hench and I kibitzed about last week that there was something funny about that Jets Patriots number, and it almost took me into taking the Jets because three and a half, okay, even five and a half was was weird. Why are the Raiders? Shouldn't they be a much heavier favorite against? Uh, right. Like you, you say, even the, if it's uh, Tua, the Dolphins line is fishy. Oh, <laughs> um, the, the uh, I'm with spaghetti. I think the Raiders uh, blow them out. I do the too. I, I want to take too. the Dolphins, but yeah. that offensive line is trash. And what are the Raiders doing? Great is is getting to the QB with their with their defensive front. I don't, I don't know how you could take the Dolphins. It seems too easy, is my point. But okay, go ahead, spaghetti. You're going to pick the Irish here, right? 
Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, well, actually, I'll just start with that one then. Then so I'll, I'll 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 go with the Irish first. Then uh, wait, five wait, and wait, a half right on. now. Which on, Irish? Which Irish? Uh, well, we can't say fighting anymore. The Notre Dame Irish uh, okay. plus five and a half on Fanduel.com slash minus crap, three. Yeah. Before anyone calls me biased towards them, the whatever I will say. Irish. On uh, against all odds, brother Bry and the Parley Kid both uh, like the Irish a lot here, and the reasons why I do, besides the Jack Cohn revenge game, or if you can even call it that, but clearly he played quarterback for Wisconsin. This is a neutral site game in Chicago, which will have a lot of Irish fans there. Uh, I wish I've seen more from Wisconsin in the two games they played. You know, blowing out Eastern Michigan doesn't really do much for me, and you lost at home to, to Penn State and Camp Randall, which obviously seems like Penn State is a pretty good team. I wish they had one more game. They only played two games. I wish they had one more game versus another Big Ten team to see how they fared there because when you put look at these teams on paper, I mean, there's clearly one team with more talent, with better recruiting, and better athletes, and I think that Wisconsin's going to have a real tough time uh, trying to manage covering a guy like Kevin Austin, who's six foot four plus Michael Mayer, and then the two running backs with Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree. There's just too much speed there. Cohn's a veteran, and plus, Notre Dame's been doing lately is bringing Tyler Buckner and a quarterback uh, with these like run uh, gadget run plays, and he will be the quarterback of the Irish of the future. So I, I think there's just too much speed and, and offensive uh, weaponry for Wisconsin to stop. And then plus, you know, defensively, they're going to get better each game goes on with Marcus Freeman's defense. It's a boomer bust defense. They play a lot of man. Um, you know, hopefully we'll see more turnovers from Kyle Hamilton, who's a top three player in the country. So I like the Irish. Five and a half points is a lot. And Wisconsin hasn't shown me anything to be impressed by. For all we know, they could be a bottom of the barrel team in the uh, the Big Ten. But uh, switching over to the NFL picks now. Um, this one may be a little bit preserve of the moment pick here. But I love the Arizona Cardinals team. I know it's a lot of points. But I think the Jags could be the worst team in the NFL. I know weeks back we talking about that that bet on FanDuel, the worst team in the NFL. And I said, I don't think it's going to be the Texans. I think I may be right about that. Uh, the Jags just have no life. Trevor Lawrence is prone to turn the ball over. There's already questions we talked about it last week with Herb. Is he going to go? I don't think he's going to leave. But like you never want to see questions about your head coach. Their offense scores a ton of points, Arizona. They will not be able to keep up with them. And uh, I know they gave up a lot of points last week to, uh, I guess, a decent Minnesota team. But I don't see the Jacksonville Jaguars scoring points. And I, I, I could see Colin Murray blowing them out. The <laughs> last game I'll get I totally to. totally agree. Sorry, we had to cut you off, but I totally yeah. agree uh, with that that uh, Cardinals pick. Did you see Urban Meyer's moment? Like, like we're all waiting for his like. Why did I say yes to? What am I doing? This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. When the reporter yeah. goes, "Hey, were you out coached today? Hey, were you out coached today?" And you can see he's like, "What? Why isn't everybody kissing my ass? What is happening here?" Like, first we're getting destroyed by mediocre teams. Uh, we've already lost to the other worst team in the league. Um, now, now we're getting blown out by the Broncos. Now I'm being asked, were you out coach today? And it looked like he was, I I just thought he was going to take his apron off and leave the restaurant. Like, I'm like, (laughs) fuck this, fuck this job. This job sucks. So I, I do think it does seem like it's likely to get worse before it gets better there. And that's another number that seems, I know you can't give that many points on the road, but, but, uh, Kyler Murray is playing a different sport. Uh, He's amazing. That guy's unreal. Yeah, I I feel like we're going to get another another picture. People forget that Kyler got hurt, and when they were in Foxborough, that was still a winnable game, but he wasn't, you could tell, himself in a winnable game, and that's where their season kind of fell apart last year. Um, if he hadn't been, he played through, I don't think he missed any time or anything, but he, he, he was obviously not his full, it wasn't running around as much as he was. Um, 
but yeah, if, if he can stay healthy is, is obviously the asterisk on every team and every player in pro football. The Cardinals are, I, I, I'm, I'm upset because I let people presumably smarter than I talk me out of it. They're like, this is the year that the league really hands it to Cliff Kingsbury. He's, he's a fraud. He's not going to make it. I was like, all right, you know better than I do. I'll listen to you on that. And I, and, and, and I'm vexed at those people because, but at least I have a scapegoat, not name me. So is that it for you? No, he's got another one. He's got another. I got, I got, I got, okay. I got one more. But yeah, I feel like we're gonna get a picture of Urban Meyer in like the the bowels of the stadium again, eating like the Papa John's on the cart, just super upset. And plus, Lavisca <laughs> Chenault's out for them. Obviously, they lost Travis Etienne earlier in the year. There's really no help for Trevor, and he's not playing great himself either. I think that could be a bloodbath. Uh, my last pick. So I just said the Cardinals' pick was me being a prisoner at the moment. This is not being that because people seem to overreact to the Week One loss to the Green Bay Packers. They're only giving uh, right now. I think it's three points. Uh, it was three and a half. It's some point to um, to the San Francisco 49ers who they have I, they beat the Lions they gave a lot of points to them an unimpressive win over the Eagles I'm not really in love with them I know they're undefeated but when we talk about the running back situation for them and how uh, any of us on this podcast can go in their backfield and, and run there normally I'd say that's a great thing but the problem is like Brandon Ayuk who was there supposed to be stud last year is really nowhere to be found uh, Kittle, same thing. I mean, he's kind of fallen off a little bit there, so there's no other receiving threat. And I just think that if you're telling me that Jimmy G is going to go touchdown for touchdown with Aaron Rodgers, it's not going to happen. Plus, Aaron Jones, I know he's not going to score four touchdowns every single game, but when Aaron Jones plays like that, he's one of the best backs in football. I, I think that's not enough points. You're telling me they, the Packers won't win this game by four points? Like, I, I know it's on the road, but uh, I'm I guess I'm still pretty high in the Packers. back to the 2019 NFC Championship game right now when I did I did everything you're doing right now in preparation to lose a bunch of money on the Packers. I'm like, how the fuck is this number this? Uh, although Green Bay was getting points, I'm pretty sure, in that game. And then the Niners dump trucked them. The game was over in eight minutes. It was like, oh, you, you're getting gashed for 14 yards on every play. You can't. And, and I got to say, I, for me, it's a stay away because I don't think the Niners are that good. But, you know, until Jared Goff remembered that he was Jared Goff and just started giving the ball to the other team, they couldn't get off the field against Jared Goff either. Like, they were – like, that defense is bad. That defense is bad. And so if your defense is not good and not physical and then you're going against that Niners approach, I don't think Garoppolo has to be that good. I did take the Packers in our picks league, but I I wouldn't be surprised – if, if it's a redux of that title game. I'll, I'll say this about, about exactly what you're around here. It's first of all, the Niners have been banged up again. Obviously everybody's banged up to some degree in pro football, but the Niners have been, especially they're, they're one of the teams that uh, the football gods have not treated. Would you call them, would you call them the most hurt team in the NFL? Oh, bringing it back. It'll stick. Stick with it. Stick with it. it, it it'll definitely uh, catch on. Um, I don't yeah. need a sermon from you about my puns. <laughs> uh, look, I'm just going to take the lance and inoculate hasty. myself. Don't be it. hasty to criticize. I oh. <laughs> uh, don't with this need guy a sermon for Janizuk. Okay. <laughs> one one too far, but but a nice run, <laughs> nevertheless, by you, Hedge. Here's what I'll say. We talked to Jeff Schwartz a couple few weeks ago. In between the Oregon, almost lost to Fresno, and in front of the trip to Ohio State. And he said... 
you know, there are teams, high-end pro, I mean, uh, college football teams that can get away with not showing the whole playbook to a team that they assume that they're going to win and they hold something back for their big games. It's like that in hockey with goalies. You can make it at every level as a goalie by baiting a shooter to what you think your strength is. Oh, I got the cat-like quickness with the glove hand. I'm going to bait the shooter to shoot it there, and then I'll uh, I'll uh, shut him down with that. You try that in the NHL, you get smoked. In the NFL, though, is Kyle Shanahan, has he maybe withheld a little something back with Trey Lance before this game? In games that you look at and you think, the Niners should be 2-0 and going into this game. Is now maybe when we see a little bit more Trey Lance? I wouldn't be surprised if that's where we see it. And maybe the Packers are a little self-satisfied with uh, with to, what to me was ultimately a kind of like pretty good win against the bum Lions. I mean, they were, you know, it was a ball game. Jared Goff on fourth and one at, I think, the Packers 25 early in the third quarter had an easy conversion. He chose to throw it out to the sideline. It was incomplete, and from there on, it was a Packers runaway. But it wasn't like that game. It was just like, oh, the Packers so outclassed the Lions out there. I'm not positive about the Packers, specifically the defense just yet. So I'll, I'll take the Niners there, given the three at home. Um, speaking of baiting and, yeah, I, well, there's not baiting a team, but uh, to to do what you want. But I think that college football has kind of gotten to be. I, I always make the point about the NBA that it's a progressive kind of a league. In that you are at the bottom, then you get a couple of nice draft picks, then you get into the playoffs and you take a beating from a powerhouse. Then the next year, oh, you get pretty deep in the playoffs. Now you're ready. Now you're ripe and ready for a championship run. I think A and M is that much more. They're a higher level above where Arkansas is right now. Arkansas with a huge game upcoming on Saturday night. Take the road team. A&M is not going to wind up, I don't think, in the Final Four, but they're better, they're further along in the program than the Hogs are. So I say take the Aggies. Although I still remain mystified by that we just go along with like, oh yeah, Texas A&M is is the most well-funded program in college football. Then why don't they ever win anything? Aren't there fans? Aren't the, the big donors... Uh, frustrated at this point. Like, I'm giving my money to the Longhorns if you guys don't start doing something. You know what, fellas? Let's formalize things just a little bit here and remind everybody FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every NFL weekend. That's why they're giving you a $10 risk-free bet every week. It's the same game parlay. All you have to do, bet the same game with three legs or more, and if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel's going to pay you back up to $10. The same game parlay is just the tip of the iceberg with FanDuel. The quick payouts, the great sites so on and so forth that's what we enjoy about it and spaghetti mentioned liking the cardinals you know trevor lawrence is a good core i mean he is a talented guy and the cardinals are not exactly doomsday 1977 defense yet but okay let's start there that's the first leg cardinals giving seven and a half in duval county the total on this one is 51 and a half I like that one to go over. Kyler and company may by themselves transcend um, 51, 52 points there. So uh, so let's do that. Where else, Spaghetti? What else do you want to jump in on here? Give us the third I'm, leg I'm, of this I'm, one. 
I'm with you on both of those. Totally agree there. If we want to keep going more with the points, the the home total, that'd be the Jacksonville Jaguars, 21 and a half points. I like the over in this because I, I don't think they're going to score a ton of points, but I think they will get some garbage time. I Like you said, the, the, the Cardinals themselves will score over 50 points. I could definitely see the Cardinals in the upper 30, uh, lower 40 range, and the Jaguars will get a, a you know late second touchdown just to go a little bit over the 21 and a half mark. And I just gave it away. The uh, away total points is 30 and a half right now for the Cardinals. I like them way over that. They've hit over that mark both games this year. I think it's going to happen three times in a row. So I'd like that over 30 and a half. And if you want to keep going with the spread, the second half spread is only Arizona minus three and a half. Uh, I love that. I think they're going to win this game. All big. right. So choose any some, three uh, of like those and choose any three of those. Make sure you use the promo code minus three fanduel.com slash minus three. The word minus the number three. And we'll see you in the winner circle. Or maybe we won't. Anyway. NFL games. Let's uh, kibitz about those. I said it easy peasy. No, uh, no deep math or anything for me on this one. I'm not betting against Tom Brady, even though he's a road favorite in Los Angeles in a place that would appear to offer a home field advantage. SoFi Stadium, grand, um, a spectacle by itself, even without Tom Brady in it. I still am kind of surprised Brady didn't take the Chargers gig when, is a, when it was available to him. Things still worked out for him. I say uh, Brady and the Buccaneers cover that one and a half. Take them. Um, and now, you know what? Let's chop it up the rest of the way, the three of us, shall we? Oh, you know what? I'll give you my pick of the week first, and then we can do the rest. <clears throat> I already said what it is. Los Angeles Chargers. At Arrowhead, Cousin Sal on extra points when I said, oh, yeah, the Chargers plus six and a half is is the play of the weekend. He said, against Andy Reid and Arrowhead? When do they ever do that? Their defense has been a little soft in the Mahomes years. It's not been as bad as it is now. Honey Badger doesn't cover all the warts. Chris Jones is nice as a pass rusher, but overall, that is not a good defense. I think the Chargers further expose it. The simple math that I keep saying to everybody for the last four months is Justin Herbert and that offense is not that big a drop-off from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. Defense versus defense, huge advantage for the Chargers. Give me Los Angeles to take the lead of uh, ahead of the Chiefs. And believe it or not, KC, there's going to be doom and gloom by Sunday night when they're 1-2 and two in the mighty AFC West and the Raiders are 3-0 and oh, perhaps and the Chargers are ahead of them with the division head-to-head over them. Look at that. Now let's get to another division matchup. Bengals at Steelers. I mean, I don't think there's anything sadder that I could possibly say about where the Steelers are early in the season than they're only giving three to the Bungles. When you're, is it down to three? It's three. I mean, when you're home, three. when you're home against the Bungles, they're even. They're, if they, if it were a neutral site, it would be even. But that, you know, that's what I've been saying all summer, Shaq. You, you should have been emotionally prepared for this. No. They better win because I'll tell you this. That here's no my my more optimistic look is get to the buy. They have, but to get if they can get to the buy, they'll have a fortnight to further work on the offensive line and everything else. But that's a liability right now. And the defense, I, I assume, and you know it was validated in Week One in Buffalo. The defense stole the game from the mighty Bills. 
I think that the the thought was for the first third or so of the season, hey, defense, it's it's on you until this offensive line is uh, is ready to roll here. And now all the defense is hurt, so that they're not positioned to beat almost any, you know, to to assume victory over anybody, including the sad sack Cincinnati Bengals. They just got to get to the bye because if they lose this one, and I'm not a sky is falling guy like uh, like 90% of the people on the banks of the Three Rivers are right now. But if they lose at home to the Bengals, then they then go at Packers. Then they come back to play the surprisingly good Broncos and then the Seahawks. That's their path before the bye. And then they come out of it with the Browns. So they better not drop this one. They got to get the two and one. And then everything's right as rain. Everything's fine. If they're two and one in that division that the Browns are probably going to end up winning, the Ravens are going to, I'm telling you, hear me now. I know nobody agrees. The Ravens are not some world-beaten team. The, the, but the Steelers must take care of business because if what's they the fall total? to Burrow and company, I don't know. What's the total in that game? It is 43 and a half. That's it's going go, under. That's got to go under, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you know, it's tricky. I, it feels like an ugly game. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be giving a field goal. Steelers win, low scoring, uh, survive against uh joe burrow people keep doing that though with the steelers like it's like ah, well they're one of those teams i don't you know can't just lean on what is i mean the people like in pittsburgh do that like they why don't they run the ball more they, they, they just got to turn around and hand the ball off to the running back more why ain't they doing that it's like because if you watch them play are you blaming roethlisberger for what happened he is getting trucked Yes, people are saying he's P- he's PO'd. Can't you see he's well, he's being passive aggressive? He's pissed off. Like, yeah, he's getting steamrolled. I mean, you know, Eddie's been dealing with this where it's like, you know, they got to establish the run. It's like, well, it's second and thirteen every fucking possession because Saquon gets hugged when he receives the handoff. Like, you can't establish the run if it's second and thirteen every. I'm, you know, like, and so yeah, everybody wants it to be second and two, of course. You got to run the ball. Well, our guy's getting blasted in the backfield. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I, I mean, they they keep going. What what the defenses are doing is single high safety on the Steelers and basically, you know, loading it up. You're not going to try try to run on us because we know what you're going to do. You're going to try to go underneath to somebody and we dare you to throw it over our head. And Roethlisberger is doing weirdly. He's doing a nice job with the deep ball. I mean, he, t- he took, I think, six, seven shots like or, or something. Uh, along those lines not against doing Vegas. Enough, according to my ownership of Chase Claypool, he's not doing enough. Well, Chase Claypool has to catch the ball. I mean, when he's singled up, if he's your deep threat and you and and the QB puts it on your hands, then you have to catch it downfield. He, I, whatever the issues are with the offense, it's not I Roethlisberger. I disagree. He doesn't have to catch the ball. Uh, well, I mean, there's not a law that penalizes it, but yeah. Hey, real, just quick, I just I remembered this. I, I believe. There was one punt in that Chargers Cowboys game, and it went under by 20 points. I mean, like, what? This makes no sense. Like, neither defense can actually stop the other team, only nobody can score. What is happening? Well, McCarthy and Staley both um, are culprits there because they both, uh, each of them blew it in the two minute offenses. Greg the leg you know, bails out McCarthy. Like he just fucked that up. So totally in very classic McCarthy fashion, like, but down the first half too, was the same thing. Staley ate up like a minute 45 needlessly. He had all his timeouts. 
I, I that is the one position I, I advocate for a nerd that knows nothing about football, who's an expert in math, who stands next to the coach in the final two minutes and goes, "You got to use your timeouts on defense, buddy." I don't know what to tell. I like I don't know why. Like it, teams still don't know how to use their timeouts on defense at the end of the first half. They they I, they still just let the clock go down so that they have twenty four seconds left with the ball. It's like. You only need 40 seconds in today's NFL, like call timeout. And, and nobody knows how to do it. It's so weird. That would be a good ranking uh, for somebody to break would down be the algorithm and go, who's the best clock manager uh, in, in the league? Surely somebody has done that. And what's funny, the one well, double know, We Miami, all know who it is. His name's Tom Brady. The old school, yeah, he, he did a masterful job in Super Bowl 49 when, uh, when Belichick froze on the sideline and uh, watch the clock and the football gods smiled on him once again with uh, Malcolm Butler. But either way. Speaking of, speaking of taunting, not enough made. The Patriots win a Super Bowl because Doug Baldwin does the dirty turd. That, that There's not enough made of this. Like, he does the dirty turd. They barely – they won't show it. They barely comment on it. And it's like it flips the field. Like, it kind of takes away your momentum. It's like, Wow. Hey man, you're Cliff Averill getting hurt. That was a big one. Yes. Um, that was pretend to poop the football. <laughs> Why not? I said, I remember at that game, I'm in the stadium for that one. And I'm, and I remember tweeting out Doug Baldwin, just pooped the football. Twitter's about to explode. And then I keep looking and I'm like, what is going, why is no one reacting? And then people start texting me who see the tweet they didn't show the replay. They went to commercial and they didn't mention it. I, it's crazy how protective they are. Doug, and I guess Doug, we shouldn't Doug, be surprised Doug, with the taunting Doug, rule. I mean, if you urinated the football, we could we could <laughs> let it go. But number two, I mean, there are children watching. There are children watching this. It's like it's insane. But but the good you know, bet the good bet is the Steelers Bengals go under forty three and a half. For sure. I mean, listen, I'll take the Steelers minus three. Um, Chargers are, like I say, my play uh, of the week at plus six and a half in Arrowhead. 54 and a half is the total. Any thoughts? Anyone want to go against me? On well, that? it's funny because I have already picked the taken the points in that game. But as I hear you explain it, this is what I'm sensing. This happens to all of us. We've all been there. You when you get on the wrong side of a team. So like you were you were right about the Chiefs. And then you bailed, you you inexplicably, like you you bailed on them. Uh, I bailed on them because I thought the Ravens were, I, no, I was with. You bailed I thought on they, your theory. You bailed on yeah. your theory. You're like, the Chiefs are flawed. Now you're going, oh, no, 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 no. I remember my theory. The Chiefs defense is terrible. I remember. Okay, now I'm on the Chargers. And it's like, when you get into those ping pongs, you can go a whole season and, and you'd be like, yeah. hey, man, you were 17 games below 500. What happened? I went 0-17 on the Chiefs because I changed my mind every week. <laughs> like, I've done that on so many games. You know, I was like, oh, God, I can't figure this one team out. So I have a I, lot of I'm theories. Looking. That's what happens. I have a lot of theories. Well, because, right, I think what everybody should do, including me, is – Look, make your preseason picks and then just like maybe get a tattoo like those dummies who do before the Super Bowl and like just have them tattooed. So you just yes. refer to them like, oh, yeah, that was one of your things. Don't go against it now because the 17 game schedule, everything is probably if you know what you're talking about, you're probably going to end up being right. But if you ping pong, you're going to confuse Guy everybody, Pierce, including yourself. Guy Pierce in Memento, <laughs> you, you tattoo Titans over nine and a half on your chest. <laughs> 
nine and a half <laughs> wins. I believe that. Why am I going against them? Um, this is my biggest, like if I just go through my, my summer and into the fall. So, you know, like everybody else in July, I was like, the Dodgers are a super team. The Giants are smoke and mirrors. This is this is not going to last. This cannot last. Buster Posey, and it would be close because Will Smith's excellent. Buster Posey's the only guy who could start on the Dodgers. You can't have a whole – the entire Giants roster would get cut if they went to training camp with the Dodgers. I, I don't – it makes no sense. So in July, I'm like, the way teams haul, reel in inferior teams – and pass them and win the division by seven games, which is definitely what's going to happen, is a bunch of days in July, August, and September, the Dodgers are going to win and the Giants are going to lose. That's how it works. So I have just been hammering parlays. Mm -hmm. Dodgers to win. Me too. To yeah. lose, and getting murdered. Like, it's like, you're, wait a minute. The Giants have won two games this year. After the final out, where a replay after the game was over, um, a, a la Raiders, Ravens, <laughs> shaking hands, whatever. They've gone, oh, no, no, no. Well, it turns out that guy was out at the plate. Okay. And then they go into extra innings and they win. They've won a game on a Kevin Gaussman extra inning sacrifice fly. Like, they're, like and the point is you that smoke and mirror stuff is supposed to end. It's supposed to come crashing down. And maybe it will in the National League Championship Series. But at this point, I have to back off. I, I, I just have to believe that with, with a dozen days left in the season, the Giants might win the National League West. Yeah, they're not going head-to-head -head down the, the these last and, nine and, or so then, games. So, yeah. The, and then the Dodgers get Adam Wainwright. One game, you, you, you win 105 games and you have one game to save your season. It's insane. Max Scherzer lays his one egg for the Dodgers. I mean, yeah, it, it, that it, should be their saving grace. They're calling him the greatest uh, late season trade acquisition in history. I don't know that uh, that uh, I buy that. But anyhow, um, a fascinating game again in Foxborough before the week four fascinating matchup there. Saints going in there, getting three. You know, Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback, like you say, and he's looked like it. I, that defense for the Saints is really good. And even though they, they were not, uh, the team in general was not very good against Carolina. It's an interesting one. I can't imagine Belichick lets them, you know, look ahead or anything like that. But um, I guess I'll take the Patriots, but talk about low pro football game totals, 42 and a half. That's exactly right. I think this game is very low scoring. The Saints I and bet the Patriots. The, I already bet the under on that. Did game. you? You know, I yeah. Yeah. You know, you got the the game manager. <laughs> you know, it was it was actually very hard to watch that Jets game because he just would not drive the ball down the field, and you know, then teams figure that out right quick. And so this question of like, can the Patriots, you know, trample people? Can you know the Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith offense? How you know how feasible is that in today's NFL? And and they wouldn't have beaten very many teams on Sunday. You know, they they were not they could not move the ball at all. And so the Saints deep. I mean, the Jets defense actually looked quite good, but the Saints defense is a, is a, 
notch up. They're going to end up being all right, I bet you. Joe Douglas yeah. will put so, it, but if he missed it QB, then that's going to be another matter, but a little too soon to close the book on uh, number two here. I know Jets fans are already trying to do it. Although, again, why if you're a court, why number two? You could be any number, up one up to 19. Why would you choose two? Tim um, Couch, Tim Couch. Tim Couch, you know what? I once <laughs> asked Matt Ryan, why number two? And he said, oh, I grew up a huge Tim Couch fan. And I said, how many human beings can rightly say that they ended up better than their idol? Very few. Um, I think that uh, Eddie Spaghetti. But they're all Tim Couch fans. Very few, (laughs) but all of them are Tim Couch fans. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea for someone with self-esteem issues like me. Set the bar low. Like, yeah, yeah two. That's it. I just got to beat out Tim Couch. I might hey, make it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what are you doing with this with this LeBron poster? I had to get you a J.R. Smith poster. You, you can't you can't <laughs> grow up in the shadow of the king. That's right. Yeah. Maybe that's good parenting. Like, let's you're not going to be LeBron James. All right. Settle down there. Like, yeah. You, could you could you wind up a ham and agar? Yeah, okay, but let's get, let's get you that kid's jersey instead. Um, last thing, um, Hench, I mean uh, Spaghetti, the big uh, Irish fan, is going to miss that game because he is going to um, down Laguna Way to see his beloved Pearl Jam. Hench, two pronged question: Is it weird to see any band Eddie Spaghetti? This will be his twenty first in-person um, appearance seeing a Pearl Thank you for Jam. remembering. One. And two, what band have you seen the most in your life? All right. Well, I'm not, I, you know, I, if I had to figure it out, it's probably my misanthropy and not wanting to be around people, which is why this COVID thing is awesome. Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I've seen Elvis Costello four times. That would be my... I be, knew Elvis was your guy. I'm not surprised by that answer. Like, I wish we would have you know, bet on that in advance. I would that, love to hear what Spaghetti thinks. I've, I've made effort. I drove drove quite a ways to see, spent a little money to see him. Um, but I have to say, given um, Spaghetti's age, I'm very impressed that he acknowledges and respects the work of the great Pearl Jam. That is I, you know, I'll do on my my walks around the neighborhood. I'll pick a band and just let the Spotify entertain me. And you can't believe how deep their catalog is. You're like, oh my god, another incredible song. And I feel like Pearl Jam, uh, because of Cobain's death. Right? Did we talk about this? Nirvana gets preserved in amber. They just get they get immortalized Mount Rushmore for all time. They never have to sustain it or, you know, have critics go, that album was a miss or we didn't like this. It's just like, boom, goal. Everything was great. It's Zeppelin. It's exactly Zeppelin versus the Rolling Stones, two of the all time greats. And they're hard to compare because, you know, uh, John Bottom dies and then the, the band goes with it. The Rolling Stones. Until, by the way, are they still playing? Are they canceling their shows? They're touring. Yeah, they're coming to L.A. in October. I'm going to try to go. Weird. I thought that even they would even without shut Charlie. it down. Yeah. I, you know, I really need to apologize to you for saying your Gretzky-Brady analogy was, was dog shit because that Led Zeppelin analogy is so much worse than the – Led Zeppelin's Why? got a real fucking body of work. Like, Okay, the Beatles. How about compare, that? Compare the number of songs – 
Led Zeppelin recorded to Nirvana. It's not, that's not close. Come on. Whew, man. Spaghetti. We almost got to the finish line there. Well, wait a oh. second. I bet Pearl Jam hasn't been, uh, the Rolling Stones have been playing music for 60 years. What are you talking about? Yeah, but. Hence his point. The, Nirvana has three albums. They have Bleach but, and Utero and Nevermind. What what album from the Rolling Stones in the '90s are you buying? Like it's like who cares how long you have? I'm saying exactly. Oh, you're so you're saying Pearl Jam is not the Rolling Stones because they continue to put out quality albums, and and, and the and Rolling that, Stones you know, from Steel to, Wheels on go is is uh, is garbage. Right, and they've okay. had to, they've had to answer the bell, but you know, so I'm I'm it's weird in some respects. I'm jealous of Spaghetti that he still goes goes to the events and enjoys them but then when i think about it if somebody said honey the pearl jam concerts tonight i'd be like oh shit that's we exactly gotta, right it's we so gotta go sad. to that don't be like this spaghetti where? please oh, please God. somehow defy Wait, where are we what happened where do we have to park okay i don't get your walk? attitude with that check it's so it's so strange that you're i like used to because i used to love because at some point in my life i realized basically when i got to la I didn't know anybody. I was like, am I going to try to get somebody who I kind of know from work? Am I going to say to Kevin Hench or, uh, or or Sal or whoever at Sports Geniuses, like, hey, I don't know what kind of music you're into, but Modest Mouse is at the El Rey. You want to come? Then I have to worry the whole time. Is, is, is Hench enjoying this as much as I am? What are his thoughts? Then if he doesn't look happy, if he looks scutchy, then I should offer to leave. I don't want to have to deal with that. He's not my girlfriend. I, I, I would just go by myself. So then I would go to these shows by myself. And about two years in, in the LA experience, I looked around, I was like, I am 13 or 14 years older than anyone else in this room, and I feel like a dork. And you know what? I don't like being in close proximity to all these cooler people than me anyway. And then that just ended me going to shows anymore. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say to Shaq, I, I was just going to say, number one, I have plenty of friends that want, want to go to shows, so I don't have that issue, and they all have the same music taste. Number two, I've gone to plenty of shows alone, too. No problem. Seeing Jack White alone, Queens of Stone Age, no issue whatsoever. But what were you saying, Hench? Uh... I was going to say, did you see the Woodstock 99 documentary? I did. Yeah, that was that was some of the craziest footage I've ever seen. Uh, It's it's a little topic that me and my friends talk about. Wild. When these people are are, uh, knee deep in human feces, that's how I feel if I'm inconvenienced at all. (laughs) <laughs> that's 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 that is how I that my level of revulsion. If they're like, you can't park here, you have to park over there. I'm like, fuck this, fuck this. I'm gonna go back home and watch my own TV. I it's, it's so, and I don't know if this is a universal midlife thing, but like, God bless you for having the youthful vitality to go headlong into the crowd. And, and for me, like, I just see the traffic and I just want to turn around. I can't. I, I, but it used to be. I remember going to bars in my in my 20s and it was packed and you would really have to work your way through it and bump into a sea of humanity to get to the bar to, to get the, the next round or whatever. And you liked it. I, I can't imagine feeling that way Oof. anymore. I'd be like, oh, it's, oh, no, no. Well, look at that. Oh, there's two people waiting in line to get in there. Well, that, that's not an option. Like, well, it'll take a couple minutes. That's not time. That All I my favorite restaurants and bars are obviously drug fronts because they're empty all the time. And they, this is, honey, this is perfect. Let's grab a nosh here. Well, it must suck. It's empty. I don't but care. But see that, 
that's the problem for me, Hench, is, see, I also can't go to restaurants that are empty because I feel sad for the owners because then they dote on you like, oh, welcome. Oh, please come sit down. You know, they, they, and, and I feel bad for them because I know their restaurant's going to close and I'm too much of an empath to eat there. So what you're saying is you wouldn't want to come with me and stand uh, in front of the stage from 11.30 a.m. to uh, 11 o'clock at night when the show is finally over and just oh camp out God. all day long. Are, you going, with your, like are you going with your girl? Will your girl attend? She's, she is going. My brother's going. Got a couple friends going on one of the days. Yeah, but uh, and then we right. just did one last week and we camped out 12 hours. Listen to me, son. Hydrate. Yeah, um, a lot of water. Yourself. Spaghetti's gonna make like nine perfect strangers, and he's gonna be uh, drop. He's gonna be uh, splitting tabs up and dosing the whole day. He's not even gonna know where he is. Do you? What's your? Do you have an anthem? Do you have your f- favorite Pearl Jam song? What'll yeah, play? but they're not. They're not. They're not gonna play it because it's a festival. So they're gonna. It's gonna be like more of a greatest hits thing, which is fine. I'm just there more for the experience for the new stuff. I love the new album. It's great, and seeing that live is uh, is a lot of fun. And I do. I'm lucky. I we met like some good, pretty good people in the group. All the Pearl Jam fans are friends with each other. There was a guy next to me who saw. He was at his 75th show when I was at my 20th show last weekend. Um, so we got along. He was from Long Island. It's just. It's just you meet good people. I, I enjoyed the experience. This is going to be a very weird, heavy segue, but, you know, we don't check in with Spaghetti's well-being as much as we promised we would a month ago, where, you know, he was saying he's got, he lives with the blues, mostly because of the blue-shirted giants, but, um, so the, the tragic, um, taken too soon death toll out of Seattle, out of that generation of Seattle musicians is it's, it's overwhelming. It's astonishing. And Eddie Vedder, as, as he's talked about and sung about his childhood was no, no walk in the park either. Um, and so you, you really start to question where you're like, what was it about the trauma that these guys dealt with that they couldn't process that led them to this ultimate final horrible decision um or 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 or, or drug overdose and then how did somebody like Eddie Vedder you know sure there there a lot of hard days but he plows through it and i've been thinking so much as we enter into the american psychosphere the american berserk and you look at all these angry angry people at all the school board meetings and screaming and it's like People are fucking miserable. They're so sad. They're so like I watched the Lula Ray documentary. It's amazing. But like real insight into the sadness and desperation that people go through life with. And so much of our moment is not leaning away from trauma or trying to lead yourself out of trauma, but turning into it and wallowing and going like, my life's worse. I, I'm, this is, I, it is so much I have it worse than anyone's ever had it. No one's ever had it so bad The you know, the government is taking away my rights. You know, it's like everyone's so, you know, the it's Steelers so, lost at home to the Bengals. You know, That'll and, be and me like, on Sunday night. And I used to, I used to tell my mom, we'd go on our long walks and I would tell my mom, I'm like, you know, I have two memoirs. I could write a memoir that is just woe is me and just get into all the muck and the mire from the, the bad, bad parental marriage thing. And, and then, or I could write the luckiest kid in the universe memoir. Like they're both true. They're both true, you know? And so however he's done it, my, my advice is try to live in that Eddie Vedder lane of, you know, 
be as happy as you can with whatever fucking demons you have, but keep on keeping on, make the right decision every day to make music, to hang out with the band, whatever. Uh, but don't like, cause interesting, uh, John, our friend, John Hamm, uh, who's in the fantasy football league. I'm, I'm, I'm not allowed in anymore. Uh, he once told me that his, his hall of fame, I think it might be his godfather, Ted Simmons, who just went into the hall of fame. Uh, Hammy had a rough, rough start in life. And Ted Simmons gave him this advice. He's like, everybody's got a sob story. Nobody wants to hear it. It was rough. Like you're like, Jesus, but there's a wisdom there. Like it's a weird, like, and it's not that people shouldn't have sympathy for our sob stories. It's that we should not live in that morass, that we should move through it and past it and live in the light that tomorrow's another day. You can beat the Falcons. You can beat the Bengals. You know, the sun is going to shine again. And so spaghetti, you know, we're here for you, buddy. Anytime (laughs) we have so much collective wisdom, we've got six kids, one divorce, whatever you need to know, we've done it. We've been through it and, and we will help you. Please stop oh, beating yourself that. to death to an early uh, things, death. No, things are good. I, I I do appreciate that and a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> All right, then never on. mind. Then never mind. I, I mean, you know what? I think you, you kind of have to, I mean, be wary of who is dispensing the advice, but Hench, our, uh, uh, Hench is little girls and, uh, and, and my two older kids went to the same preschool uh, or elementary school. I always thought that Mr. Martinez, I love, I'm sure he didn't come up with it or put his own spin on it or whatever, but hey, today could be a great day or a bad day. The choice is up to you. That's exactly right. That can be a great I, day or not. The choice is that what is it was? Yours. Okay, yeah. I don't have I still I hear it. Say. I still hear it because, you know, but uh, no, it's so true. And that guy's a rock star. I love that guy. And my little Gigi w- was just doing her civic duty and picking up a piece of garbage that wasn't hers and putting it in the garbage a couple weeks ago. And Mr. Martinez saw her and came flying across to give her a cougar coupon. Cause he's uh, like, that's the kind of citizen we want you to be. And I'm like, and that's the kind of principle I want, <laughs> you know, anyway. So, um, I mean, I, you know, obviously I, I dispense this advice and, and don't always follow it. So it's good to hear me, uh, lecture spaghetti so that I remember, uh, to, to take, to take, you know, because we could get swept by the Yankees this weekend, and I have to be prepared emotionally. <laughs> believe me, yeah. I, I really got to believe that there can't be a worse weekend in sports terms than was last weekend. Please don't prove me wrong, Hoosiers and Pitt Panthers and uh, Steelers and the rest of you. Good luck with all your bets. Make sure you're betting along with us. FanDuel.com slash minus three. The word minus the number three. Great stuff from Hench. Great stuff from Spaghetti. We'll talk to you after the sports weekend to break down what you just saw for you next week. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.